When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Harry Wakes right to the last. Harry Welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping safe and well, even if you are a Tottenham fan right now, where things are looking bleaker and bleaker by the day. Yes, we're back. You know, it's been a, it's been a, I say it's been a tricky season. I feel like that season is still ongoing despite the season has finished. But we are here and we're trying to reflect on a week where Tottenham Hotspur were apparently moments away from appointing one of the best managers in the world at the moment in terms of Antonio Conte and are still on the lookout for a new manager, as when you're going to be listening to this, it'll be 49 days and counting. I'm pleased to have with me for this therapy session, I've got the wonderful Anthony Costa back with us here on the last one on Spurs. I've got the brilliant, our standing host over the last season, Richard Cracknell's here, and the wonderful Jason McGovern, trying to pick the bones out of quite what is happening to Tottenham Hotspur Football Club at the moment. Now, if you're listening to the show for the very first time, you can find us on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Audio Boom, we're across all major audio platforms. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs, we're on Facebook and Instagram too. Let's get that housekeeping out of the way and let's discuss what is quite happening with Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I'm going to come around to start the show to you, Anthony Costa, because Ant, we've been uh, talking <laughs> daily, hourly, uh, I want to say even minute by minute the way what is happening to Tottenham at the moment. So as we stand, we're 49 days and counting when you're listening to this on your Monday morning wherever you are. The fixture list is coming out and in less than nine days, pre-season less than four weeks. Spurs' first match less than 10 weeks away. Oh, good. What what quite is happening to Tottenham Hotspur at the moment, Anne? And has the really? last week even surprised you by Spurs' standards? No, to be honest with you, mate. Uh, and I am, I'm just baffled by it all, really. I, I think 
I'm baffled by the way this club do transfers. As we all know, it's always very last minute. We don't get our top targets. It always seems to be the second and third. Last week, end of last week, we was in for Poch, back in for Poch, which looked promising. By the end of that week, we weren't in talks. And in the beginning of this week was Conte, Conte, Conte. And then on Friday night, lo and behold, it all went apart. I just don't know where we go from here, Rick and the boys. I, I think I'm just so gutted. And it, and do you know what the, the main thing is? I think lead a couple of pods ago is that it ruins your weekend. And even though this club has stopped playing two weeks ago, it's still ruining my weekend. I'm still waking up, scrolling through Twitter. Who's got who, who's who's seeing what? What manager are we linked with? What players are we linked with? Obviously, that's 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 going to be in the future. But in terms of where we go, I'm just I'm so downhearted, mate. And I and I'm not going to get as much excited anymore. This this club just kills you. It's the hope that kills you. And I just they better sort their stuff out before this Euro start. I tell you because we're going to be so far behind. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, just to just to put it into context, coming around to you, Rich, Tottenham's quest for their next head coach since the moment Jose Mourinho was relieved of his duties on the April of nineteenth, it's just been an absolute whirlwind. Now we understand that technical performance director Steve Hitchin was understood to have been tasked with drawing up a long list of potential candidates with the brief they must favour attack-minded, possession-based football looking to develop younger players and work with the cutting-edge sports science techniques implemented during Mauricio Pochettino's reign. And over the last two weeks, Rich, we've seen, you know, such a variety of different managers linked with the job. You know, from Mauricio Pochettino, uh, we then go to Antonio Conte, you then throw in the likes of Graham Potter in there. Dare I even mention Roberto Martinez? You may have all just hung up listening after I've just said that. But quite rich at the moment, you've got to wonder just where Spurs are at as a football club. Everything just seems in such disarray from the very top of the club downwards. I mean, how can you have any assurances to the supporters by what is happening at the moment to the club? Well, they've tasked Steve Hitchin to find a replacement. Have you seen his record with players? And they've tasked him with finding a new manager. And top of the list was the man they got rid of 18 months ago it's just it's it, it just there's literally no words for it rick it's like to go start going back to try and get a man you you already had who pointed out what was wrong with the club and what was needed and they got rid of him for it and uh, and steve and steve itching really i mean Ant says where do we go from here it's down the pub Rick, because that, that, uh, uh, it is, let's go, go down to Winchester, have a pint and wait for this all to blow over. It is clueless. They're rudderless. Uh, it's baffling. It is absolutely baffling. They, they have not, literally not got a clue about football. They, they really haven't. They are, and somebody summed it up perfectly today on Twitter and said they are a property development company with a very good staff football team. And it's, it's everything but the football. That's what we're here for, the football. You know, they're buying this, they're doing this, doing that, buying houses and developing this and planning permission. We're not interested in that. We, this is a football club. Go and do football. Go and get a manager. The fact, I mean, let's go back. They got rid of Mourinho and they put Ryan Mason in. 
because they didn't have a plan, really. You wouldn't put Ryan Mason in, a lovely lad. I've met him. He done, he was, he'd done a Legends Night about three years ago. Now he's managing Spurs. I went to a Legends Night. He'd done one, he done one with Mickey Hazard and a lovely guy. But yeah, he's not Spurs manager. He's not, you know, he's not a manager yet. He's just, and they put him in charge on a crucial time of the season. They have not got a clue. This is the problem, Rick. Whatever happens, they, they, when you're clueless, you can't make the right decisions. So, so it's, I, I just don't know how we're digging ourselves out from this because we're just digging further and further into the mire. They just everything when it comes to the football side of that club is just broken and wrong. And I've just, it's despair. It's utter, utter despair at the moment. The irony is, Rich, you mentioned there about Steve Hitchin. Steve Hitchin was in control and was tasked with finding Spurs' next manager up until where we are right now, where Spurs are on the brink. And we have to use this term on the brink because it's Tottenham. And like Alistair Gold says, barring a disaster, that disaster happened in terms of Antonio Conte. Spurs are going to be appointing a new director of football. We're going to come on to that very, very shortly. But Jace, I just want to bring it over to you because I just want to outline again uh, Daniel Levy's message to the fans on the final day of the campaign where he reinforced the profile of what Tottenham were looking for in their next manager. He said, we shall focus on the recruitment of a new head coach. We are acutely aware of the need to select someone whose values reflect those of our great club and return to playing football with the style for which we are known, free-flowing, attacking, and entertaining, whilst continuing to embrace our desire to see young players flourish from our academy alongside experienced talent. Now, this is absolutely no offence at all to Antonio Conte, who for me, I regard as one of the best managers in the world at this moment in time. You can't tell me that profile is Antonio Conte. And we know for a fact that Conte was not on the club's original list of candidates where Spurs were looking to go for the next manager. So how did we end up, Jace, at a point of where we were even considering Antonio Conte based on the description which Daniel Levy laid out to be Spurs' next manager? I only assume that you're talking about a, a top-class manager that, because he was out of a job, would be free to get hold of. And the free to get hold of is what was most appealing to him. Whereas, be it Graham Potter, be it Gareth Southgate, be it Pochettino, be it Guardiola, they'd have to pay a release fee to whichever club they want. So Conte became free. But you're right. I mean, you know, when they sacked Mourinho, they should have known that day who their target was, who their target was. They clearly, whether they had someone in mind, I don't know, but they failed to get him. They then think, OK, who's our number two target? They failed to get him. Hence why Conte comes up. Conte was, must be their third kind of target they haven't got their third target we don't know and so we're into a stage of the season now where you know we don't know which players the new manager because we don't know who the new manager is we don't know who he wants we we can't sell a player because we don't know whether he wants to make Harry Winks captain or he wants to chuck Harry Winks out uh, we don't know if he wants to make Davison Sanchez the the main the main key defender we don't know you know what he wants to do do we so different managers have different ideas on players. We know that with Jose on Eric Dyer, for instance, that, that came in and was a massive fan of Eric Dyer. So we don't know which players to bring in, which players we want to leave. And the whole summer is in complete limbo. We're now talking about a director of football that's worked with Conte, that's now not going to come with Conte, that doesn't know the club, doesn't know the list of targets that we, we're kind of wanting. I mean, it, it's, 
it's an absolute shambles, absolute shambles. And and all those words that he said in his his transfer notes, and you know, we'll get focused back on the football pitch. It's, we're clearly not doing it. And to to see Conte, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't jumping around the room at the the links with Conte, but you know, he, there's no denying the, the top class manager that he is. But if, if, if you're trying to be ambitious and deliver him and he just says, OK, what ambition are you going to show? And he gets the answer, no ambition whatsoever, then it's not surprising he's told them that he's not interested in the job. And I think that's, that's the disappointment for me in losing Conte. It's not the losing out on Conte. It's the signals that they gave him that, you know what, there's no ambition here. And that's, that's the really sad thing. No matter who manager it is, you know, Grand Potter, Antonio Conte, this one, that one, Poch even, who's to say they're going to get backed? Who's to say that, you know, rumours are flying around going Conte wanted to win the, the league or, or a, a trophy within the first two years and Levy bottled it and that's why it all broke down. I don't know. I wasn't in the meeting room, but that's what you're, that's what I sort of put two and two together and got four. Do you know what I mean? Or five. And with these, it just scares me that these managers, whoever's going to come in, come into what J- Jace was saying, is... Are they going to get backed? And and it's a shambles. Which players are they going to get rid of? And and it's true. There's no plan. I just want to give a flavour as well. We've had over 70 listener questions come into the show. So I just want to say a massive thank you for getting in touch with us. I'd say over 70. You're going to read a flavour of these out. Uh, Padre, Padre J says, is Levy panicking? Is Hitchin really to blame? Is there an actual plan? Do the club really give a damn about their supporters? Optics and feelings around the club feel awful right now. Matt Page 2000 says, when will this mediocrity end, chaps? What direction are we going in? Club seems rotten from top to bottom with no end in sight. Peter Happyfeet 84 says, have you ever known the club to be in such a state? Does the breakdown of talks with Conte show what ambition or lack of ambition is for a better word? Now, I just want to come on, guys, to, like I say, discuss Conte in a bit more detail because at the beginning, it's in talks we're progressing really, really well. And, you know, it was a case where this was even becoming more of a formality. Then we kind of got emerging reports that there was a concern about a lack of ambition. And then there was this time frame as to how long it would maybe take in terms of him to try and get Spurs back to a level of competing. I mean, Rich, coming around to you, are you surprised that these elements that were coming out from Italian media about, you know, not feeling that the club were in the right position to compete? Were you surprised these things weren't addressed at the very beginning rather than at the very end? Were you surprised by how long we've been talking to him for, for it only to come to the fore right at the very end of the reasons why this wasn't going to work? Well, I mean, the team, Conte's team said they were shocked at how abruptly everything just stopped. And an old cynic might say, it did seem to be at about a minute past five on Friday when the season ticket deadline had passed and you know and I hope I hope that that was just a a sheer bad coincidence that that seemed to happen at the same time but every time that transfer window uh, that season ticket windows open sorry um, we're linked with a player a great player and all of a sudden it tells off when it comes along this time it was a manager so it's incredibly unlucky that we seem to be um, always linked with somebody to get the juices flowing, to get the bank account and the wallets open. And then all of a sudden, when the deadline passes, boom, it stops. I'm sure, Rick, it's absolute coincidence. But, I mean, they said they were baffled at how quickly 
it, it all came it all came to an end. But I, I, I you know, he wanted the, the weekend to think about it. By Friday evening, it was over. He didn't even he Sounds didn't even right. have to take he, exactly, he didn't even have to take the weekend to think about it. It must have been so so dreadful. But just one other thing, mm. I just want to pick up on yeah. like some of the listeners' questions there. Mm. And yeah. like you say, you're brilliant the way everybody interacts and gets in touch is just just superb. Mm. You've, we've got to differentiate between Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and Enoch. We, we must, because Tottenham Hotspur Football Club is a brilliant institution. And it's actually, it doesn't, it doesn't physically exist in some respects. It's my dad, your dad, your dad, granddad, nans, mums, sisters. It's my boys going on. It's Bill Nick, and it's you know it's like I've said before. That's Tottenham Hotspur. It's a brilliant institution. It's brilliant people that come together. A brilliant supporter base. The whole thing, the history, the whole lot. So this isn't Tottenham Hotspur getting this wrong. This is Enoch. This is Daniel Levy. This is Donna Cullen and everybody else on that board that currently have stewardship of this of this fine club. And are running it into the ground. So I just want everybody to be clear that this isn't this isn't Tottenham. This is them. This is absolutely on them, Rick. Jace, I want to come around to you. We've got a question here from Mark Drew who says, Does Levy actually have any ambition? He says he's a fan, but if this was true, surely he would want what's best for the team and for the fans. Has his position become untenable? Did he only try and get Antonio Conte to boost the season ticket renewals? Has his position become untenable? I think you have to say, yes, it has. But when he owns what 30% of the club, you know, as, as untenable as it is, he's not going to step aside. He's just not going to step aside until they sell the club. So, it's, you know, we're stuck with the man. I mean, you know, I, I don't think probably Conte didn't come to boost season ticket sales, as, as Rich says. I think most people probably still renew their season tickets anyway, regardless of who the manager is. You support the club. I mean, I supported Tottenham last year when when the man I despise was in charge. I supported Tottenham when we had a man in a raincoat in charge. And I supported Tottenham when we had a curb crawler in charge. So, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, you, you know, you, you support Tottenham, whoever's in charge. But, I mean, even Christian Gross we had in charge when I was supporting Tottenham. So, they're, they're the things that happened. Terry Neal's been a manager and we supported Tottenham, Rich, didn't we? And we saw us get relegated under him, or almost under him. So those things happen. But it's just, you know, his position is untenable. You can't understand that a club that's supposedly the eighth, the eighth richest in the world, a club that's on the, that was joining the European Super League, we should be able to go out and, and pretty much click our fingers and have a manager work for us. It should be it. And, and here we are in... You know, pre-season is such a huge time for football clubs, Massive for any new manager. important. Mm. And particularly for a brand new manager yep. to, to impart his will, his philosophy on that. He wants that first pre-season to be shaped exactly as he wants it to be, to do a trip where, he, you know, to play the friendlies he wants to, to have yep. the training camp where he wants to put yep. that whole... Pro- and we're having to, you know, presumably we'll be starting to announce pre-season fixtures soon with with a new manager having absolutely no input into pre-season whatsoever and it's it's shocking and for a club to be 49 days and we are no nearer knowing who that manager is 
than than we were 49 days ago is is it's scandalous for a football club of that size and that status to be in this mess. And I know people have said to me, well, Crystal Palace haven't got one yet. Wolves haven't got one yet. We're Tottenham. We're the eighth richest club in the world. We're a Super League club, apparently. You know, we're not Crystal Palace. For God's sake, don't compare us to Crystal Palace, but we're running it as if we're Crystal Palace. And that's the sad thing. I think that's an embarrassment of Crystal Palace saying that. I think it really is the way the way it is. More like Crystal Bloody Carrington. Oh, Crystal, or the Crystal Maze we can't get out of. And or Crystal Maze. I want to ask you, I've got a question here also. This is a very good question from Brew Pitch, who says, why would a quality coach risk their reputation after seeing how Poch, Jose and how Conte has been treated? You know, Poch denied yeah. the rebuild. Jose sacked six days before a final. Conte ruled out because all he wanted was his own staff and apparently yeah. £100 million if invested is working for Daniel Levy now becoming an impossible job? I believe so, Rick. And what you just said, there, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, Poch, Poch wanted that rebuild, as we always said, and we've said on many, many pods. And unfortunately for the man, you know, he was talking about the house with the furnitures and all that. Two, three weeks later, he, he got the sack. Um, brought brought Jose in. And obviously, as we know, he got sacked six days before the final. It's, it's a very tough task managing Tottenham Hotspur. And... I feel for the person that will come in now and try and reshape this squad, try and move on the players that they need to move on because they're, they're going to have no control. It ain't worth it. It is not worth it. You might as well go go young and aim, and try and aim high, if you know what I mean. Try I and you, finish I, I, top I, I, 10. On your point there about going young, we've got a question here from Richard13Johns who says, um, Conte did not fit the status or did not fit the profile stated from the beginning of the search. Still hoping we get someone. And let me just read you the list of what Richard 13 John has put out. I want to get your reaction to this, Ant. He's put my little list for you in no particular order would be Dean Smith, Graham Potter, Sean Dyche. Oh, now, yeah. Brilliant. Is, is, he, those... is he being serious? I'm not too sure. I mean, I'm not too sure. I mean, oh, to right. be fair, where Spurs are at right now. I mean, but Do you know what, though, Rick? Well, as, as Jay said, we, we should be going to get these top managers because, as we said, we're, we're the eighth richest club and we're supposedly a Super League club. Mm. But... If they came in tomorrow, the Sean Dyches of this world, Dean Smiths, X, Y, and Z, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me because they're going to be yes men, and they won't need a lot to, to to for a budget. They won't need. They're not going to attract the big players, no. But do they play good football? Not really. But you just got to what say? Just got to roll with it because it ain't going to get any better. Just and it's on... them people above. If they need to sort it out. Mm. It's, just, it's a disgrace. Just on the Conte aspect, Ad, I know you were very, very keen, massively keen Absolutely, on yeah. to come to Tottenham. What do you make of the fact that, you know, what was coming out eventually with the breakdown in talks was that the club wouldn't commit to really giving him that investment he needed and he would also have to try and, you know, get the best out of players, the likes of Skip, Cessna to develop, you know, nurturing the younger stars like Scarlett and Alfie Devine. Apparently there was concerns, if, you know, if he could do that. What do you make of those thoughts coming out? Would, do you, would you have any concern about the younger players under Conte? Um, I think they would have been given a chance because obviously we're in the Europa Conference and the League Cup here and there, a couple of games here and there. Would they be starting Premiership games? Maybe Sessegnon and Skip, but Scarlett and Devine, probably not. So he wants to build his own team. Why can't he have his own players? Why can't he bring in the players that he wants? But he's always going to get controlled, micromanaged. And, it, and it's just become an absolute joke now. It's a farce. Spurs is a farce. And we just I'm just laughing to myself thinking... Who's going to come in now and, and accept to be a yes man again? Just to play not pretty football, which obviously we all want to see, but I want to win things now. It's too bloody long. It's too long. The interesting thing with Conte is, what I'd like to know is, did Conte 
apply for the job as such, or did Tottenham go to him? Yeah, this is very no so if Conte, if Conte mm. applied for it, you'd think, well, that's the restrictions on you. So, so that was the restrictions. But if we went to Conte and we were, we were enticed by him and the appeal that he brought and that always oh, won five five league titles in 10 years and he's this and he's a hard task. So if we knew what his profile was, why the hell did we approach him if we weren't prepared to go with that profile? It's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, you don't order steak and chips and when you want fish on the fucking menu. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's, you, you order what you want. Mm. It doesn't matter what, what line of business you're doing. You know, if you want a red car, you don't get a green car. Jace, but he would have been simple. restricted though, wouldn't he? He would have been restricted, wouldn't he? If, if, that, if he would have come in, yeah. But that's what I mean. If, yeah. if we approached him, knowing everything that he is, why did we approach him if we weren't going to... Well, what's the point of that? And we just waste a week of discussions when we're never going to do what he wants us to do. So what is the point? What is the point? I mean, if if the profile is, as God forbid, it's Graham Potter, but if the profile is Graham Potter, Scott Parker, Dean Smith, go and speak to them now then. Why waste weeks talking to somebody else? If you really want Graham Potter and, and Daniel Levy is convinced that that's the CV, go and speak to Graham Potter. Get the thing done. I don't care. I've said it now. I don't now care who the manager is. What are we trying to do as a football club? Sort that out and show us on a bit of paper what we are as a football club and then we can get on with it. But, you know, if, if, if we want developing young and, and qualifying for the top four and maybe a cup run here or there, then go and get a manager that fits that. Don't waste time chasing other people. Mm. I agree. I mean, it's right. It's so, it's so right, isn't it? What is also strange about this whole situation, which coming over to you, is that you know, Conte's episode is that the Italian Italian approach was always going to be clear at every club he's been at. He makes it always very clear when he goes into a club what he wants mm. from the very start, from the very start. And you know, particularly with Paratici's knowledge, who's going to be coming in as this sporting director that apparently it's on the brink. And I had to keep using this term on the brink because we taught them until they actually are through the door. As we've seen with Conte, you can never say it's a done deal. It's so difficult to understand why both the camps would not have known before entering talks what was to come. And I keep saying this because I'm staggered that you're in talks now for a couple of days and it breaks down at the point it's broken down on where you would think the key essentials, like what was coming out, would have been discussed on day one in the first couple of hours of meeting. You'd think so, wouldn't you? You would you would absolutely think so. So it looks like it's just how it looks as a PR exercise, but we're talking to him, one of the world's leading managers, but with no sort of intent to actually give one of the world's leading managers what he would what he would need. I mean, you know, I'm out in Lanzarote now, but if I come back over to London, no one's stopping me walking around Jack Barclays in Barclay Square looking at Bentleys. But like, you know, and I could I could go in there for three, four days and look round. As soon as somebody comes over to me, can I help you, sir? No, just looking. And and but you know, for everybody driving past, is that crackers in Jack Barkley's looking at Bentley's? Oh look, he's back in there again. He's back in there again. You know, I've got Skoda money in me in my pocket. It's you know, it's, it's the optics of it, isn't it? So that they, they've they've done that. But like Jason said, spot on. You know, but the club is now on the football front at the level of a Scott Parker, of the level of a 
of a, a, a of a Graham Potter. That's where we seem. That's where we seem to be to bring these kids through and try and and get a tune out of them because you know Skips looked a decent player, but he's got to step up into the Premier mm. League. That might not happen. Same as Cessignon. It's a huge step up. So you know they've they've got a bed in. They might not. They might not be good enough. But that's mm. that's all we. That's what we're dealing with. We've not. We, we're just not willing to spend the money on the players. But Conte would have done. So just go and get it done. At least have somebody yeah. and have some direction. You know, it won't. It won't be for everybody. But at the moment, rudderless. It's just like it's just no no good at all. We were just listing. I mean, that's a, there's been obviously additional reports that you know you wanted you know more staff members. That was one thing coming out from a lot of you know speculation reports. Again, you think you know staff members again maybe you wanted more than four, whatever it is. You know that is not a reason why you would call off talks with you know one of the best managers in the world presently. But Rick, again, the, a lot club, doesn't add up. The club would have known that, wouldn't they? From the very the start. From the very, start. from the very start. From the very start. Yep. If I go and get the concert all down the road and, and I phone up Cool and the gang and say, can you come and play? I've got to know that there's like 20 people turning up. Do you know? Like, you know, so that's that's what it is. Like, you know, he's calling the gang. There's like there's 100 members that, that come with him. So, like, you Wait, know. Where we going? We can't get S Club 7 on the go. We might have to get Ant in What's going on here? Oh, Tell Jesus. Honestly, go go and get a solo artist then, if if that's all you've got the room and the mm. money for. But like you know, don't go speaking to Cool in the gang and then be surprised when twenty musicians turn up with him. Out of interest, boy, before we go before we go to a very quick break, just want to be intrigued to know if you felt if we would have made the appointment, would it have worked? I mean, Jace, we'll come around to you very quickly. How long would you have given that appointment? Do you reckon it would have worked had Antonio Conte become Tottenham Hotspur's next manager very quickly? I think it would have worked if if all the provisos had gone to have been put in place. So if he could have brought in ten players to this squad, it would have had a chance to work. If he could have brought in fifteen players, it would have had a good chance of working. But if he was going to be stuck with with Musa Sissoko and Harry Winks and Davinson Sanchez and and Serge Aurier's, then it had absolutely no chance of working. And you know, unless you rebuild that squad, those players. You know, the, the taskmaster that he appears to be in Antonio Conte and the, the, the way he goes on them from the touchline, I mean, he's constant in your ear on the touchline, isn't he, haranguing? Well, you know, if they, they didn't like Mourinho and they didn't like Pochettino, they'd have turned, you know, most of this squad, I think, have turned their backs and he'd have lost the dressing room within three months. Mm. And so it would have been yeah. doomed to failure. But, you know, the key thing, as we've said, Whoever comes in has got to completely rebuild that squad. So much of that squad, the Lamellas and people, they've got to go. And so, you know, until that happens, nobody's got a chance of getting it to work. Not yeah. even Pep, if he came in, would have a chance to get it to work. I, I totally agree. I really do. I mean, Ant, coming around to you, Alyssa, I know you were champion this appointment. Listen, he's, he is one of the best managers in the world at the moment. You can't argue about it. You know, I think it's he's won five of the last seven league titles available to him. Could you have seen this working, yeah. Ant, had he been given, you know, that budget, I, you know, what he wanted? I'm in agreement with Jay. I think it would have worked if he'd have been able to bring his own people and his own players and the people that he wanted to bring in. Um... I think he would have probably been promised, in inverted commas, a budget, but it wouldn't have happened. And he, he would have been gone within seven, eight months, maybe lasted one season. And it would have been embarrassing for us because we wouldn't have backed this manager and we would have had the same players that have let Poch down, Mourinho down. It, 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 
They don't like they don't like taskmasters. And as Jay said, Antonio Conte, you cannot fault his passion. He wants to win. He's a winner. And I think it would have just gone to pot at Spurs. I really do. Mm. Rich, I want to ask you your opinion on this because I think what's become very clear is many, many feel that, you know, with these talks with Conte, with going for someone so ambitious, that in fact what he's done, and for Daniel, it's obviously not come across great as well, for the board and, and them, it's kind of outed them in terms of, you know, this real lack of ambition, you know, by what he would have set the standards, mm. Conte, that quite frankly, the ball wouldn't work, they want to go, the vision just isn't quite where Conte sees himself as a manager in terms of his dimension. Do you, could you have seen it working, Rich? No, until until they go, nobody works, really. Maybe some limited success, the odd cup here and now, but all the time that they are in charge, running the club in the way that they see fit to run it, nobody's working. That that's That's the sad fact. Rick, no, nobody's working. And the only thing that they can really do to try and create the illusion of it working is to bring in a Graham Potter, a Scott Parker, somebody like that who builds it up and, and you know, starts from a lower position in, with, their, um, with their brand and, and what sort of type of manager they are and work their way up and get tunes out of better players. But they will find eventually they hit the glass ceiling that Enix set them and they will not be able to get, uh, get beyond it. We've already seen, we've seen it once already with Pochettino. They, they've set that ceiling and they went, no, that's it. There's, you, we're not backing you further than this. And he, he banged and banged and banged on that glass ceiling and he just he couldn't get through it. So, and the irony is we're trying to go back through <laughs> Exactly, mm. exactly that. So that's that's a sad fact at the moment. Until they go or they completely change their business philosophy, mm. which I don't think they will, yep. then no is going to be successful. Uh, you know, in an Alex Ferguson or a, you know a Wenger or a, a, a Pep or a Klopp with a sustained success, it's just not going to happen. And I don't think, I really don't think they've even got an appetite for it, Rick, to be honest. I, I, I don't, I think their revenue streams now are away from football. They've got the NFL. They're looking at concerts when everything reopens. Uh, you know, there's, there's just so many different ways that they're making money other than, than the fo football. And, and let's face it, the football side of it takes care of itself anyway, because people, everybody's renewed. Most people have, have renewed, not even knowing who the manager is, because that's what people do. People like to go to football. And I can't subscribe to these people that are going, oh, you shouldn't be giving them a penny. But, you know, it's people's money if that's what they like to do. Everybody's got their cutoff point with that's enough. I, I can't do this no more. Um, so, you know, you can't say, no, don't go anymore. Don't give them any money. It's people's free choosing choice. And people are still buying season tickets and buying shirts and buying this. So the revenue's coming in. I really genuinely don't believe they care what you think about them or the way the club looks because the money's coming. And that's all. That is, that is all they seem to be interested in is just keep churning over 
that that takings and the money coming in and the revenue streams. And because no matter how bad it gets, people are still going to pay. They're still going to do it. I think as well, Rich, you know, you make a good point about the, the, the other revenue streams coming in. I mean, you know, Lady Gaga concert, NFL games, they go to the stadium, they love the stadium and they all come away talking about the stadium. Oh, what mm. a wonderful stadium. Uh, if Lady Gaga can't sing a note, if the NFL game is, is boring, nobody says NFL was boring, Levy out, do they? Nobody no. says Lady Gaga couldn't sing, couldn't, couldn't stand her singing Bad Romance, Levy out, nothing like that. So there's, there's no reflection on them, but they still get 60,000 in there like, like any other event. Great choice but of Lady the, Gaga song, by the way, Bad Romance, because that's what this but, feels like at the moment, <laughs> doesn't it? But, but when the football's on, you know, and we go to that stadium week in, week out, we were all impressed when the beer came up the bottom of the glass. But, yeah. but you yeah. know, four or five seasons in, we're not impressed. We, we take that for granted. Suddenly yeah. it's, what are we doing on the pitch? Leave it out. But this is and what this I said a thing. few shows ago, Jason. If we played in the street, I'd watch them from the curb. Of course we would. You know, it is it's a lovely stadium, but it's still just putting your ass on a seat. Exactly. Look- watching 11 players try their eye out on, on a rectangle of grass and everything yeah, else around it is fluff and nonsense, really. Exactly. No, when, no when matter how good down. the stadium is. No, exactly. Yeah. No matter how good the stadium is, the number one thing we go to watch is the football. And yes, if, you know, if we go win and we do well and the money's rolling in from the stadium and it's invested in the team, we might have an affinity to the stadium, but we don't even have an affinity to the stadium no. now because we're thinking it's just, it's just become that the whole focus of the club is building a stadium yeah. for lots of other events. And yes, it's nice, but do you know what? You know, most of us now miss the old stadium. I do, it's, mate. It's a shame. I, I, we should I, I, be proud of it. Yeah, I miss the old stadium big time. Yeah. Big time. And it, it's a real shame yeah. that, that he was so he was so daring with that stadium. He pushed for the best. He pushed for the absolute best of everything. The best of the training ground, the best of the stadium, the best acoustics, the best... Everything in that stadium was to have to be the best. So why can't he apply that logic to the team? It, that, it's yeah, bizarre. That, that is that's the bizarre. gutting thing, Rick. This is is, really... is that is yeah. with that stadium and, and everything and the way they've con- conducted that. I mean, I know it was nine months late um, being delivered. Um, I was actually impressed. It was only nine months late. The logistics to build that stadium in an inner city because you can't store materials and it's all just in time deliveries and everything it was incredible and it is an incredible stadium and you look at that and you think how can you get that not so good so like mind-blowingly brilliant and then get that side of it what we're there for the football so mind-blowingly wrong that's that and I think that's what makes it feel even worse this is where we're going to go next. We talk about, like I say, on the field. Spurs are on the verge. Like we say, have a point in a new sporting director. We're going to go for a very quick break. When we return, we'll be discussing that sporting director and also what the future holds for Steve Hitchin at the football club. So don't go anywhere. We're back after this very, very short break. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organisations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 
empowering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello and welcome back to the second half of The Last Word on Spurs. Hoping you're still alive, hoping you're still with us. Um, we promised you a couple of weeks ago that things were going to get better. What a ridiculous <laughs> statement that was to make on The Last Word on Spurs. Here we are, 49 days later, no manager. But the good news is, I say it's good news because you, it could be irrelevant news by the time you listen to this tomorrow if it all goes tits up. Spurs are on the verge of appointing a new sporting director. What does that mean? Who knows? Because we've been here before. We're going to be going there again. And I'm going to come around to you. Spurs, like I say, at the moment, um, they're on the verge of appointing a new sporting director, Fabio Paratici. And, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, this Spurs apparently looked at him five years ago where Pochettino was in charge. Um, we're going back to this model again. Um, I want to say tried, tested and failed because, I mean, listen, we can read off the names. Spurs have been here and done it, haven't they? They've had David Pleat, Frank Arneson, Damian Camoli, Franco Baldini, Paul Mitchell, Steve Hitchin. I mean, God, we've gone through some names there. Tell yeah, us, Anne, what, what do you make of this structure? And, you know, by the fact Conte isn't coming to Tottenham, where does, does this leave us now? Because apparently he's going to have a massive, massive influence in the next manager at the football club. He's got a big task, mate. He's got a massive task. I mean, again, it's 49 days hiring a, a director of football and the transfer window opens in a couple of days' time. And I think he has got... You know, he doesn't know much of the history of the football club. He doesn't know what sort of players that we we're looking for. I mean, he might want to get rid of five, six, seven players, but Levy might go, oh, no, no, we don't, we don't, we don't do that here. We don't do that. We need to, to keep two or three just to please the fans and X, Y, and Z. And, I think he's going to get fed up as well and he's going to probably end up leaving come the end of this transfer window because he's going to probably have enough. So I, I can't see it working really well. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does bring in some, some players that we can all be proud of. But as we're talking today, it, nothing, it doesn't excite me because we've got no manager to, to steady the ship. And it's just it just feels like why have you appointed the director of football with no plan? just feels like no plan. It just feels like a, a lastminute.com signing so to speak it's bizarre because obviously this story broke at the time when we was in talk with Conte so it's yeah. coming you know as a duo it wasn't the case it was going to be one by the other but, if I mean, it was him and Conte like it yeah. was with Yo and Arneson at the yeah, time exactly. brilliant great let's go let's let's crack on mm. but I'm absolutely staggered and again this could all fall through Jace coming over to you I'm staggered that he appears to be um accepting the job without Conte coming. Therefore, he must have his own ideas, his own thoughts about who else he would like to be the manager at Tottenham. And of course, that relationship's got to work because obviously we've seen just at Paris Saint-Germain, obviously Spurs caught in Pochettino heavily and how that relationship between Leonardo and Poch seems to be very, very strained. How important that is to get that combination right. Now, as we understand it, Pochettino, you know, we saw for him that, you know, late into his reign, he had his role increased from head coach to manager, but his frustrations grew over decisions being made late on. Therefore, we would understand that maybe Pochettino wouldn't have wanted this particular structure. So therefore, maybe that rules him out again of coming back to Spurs. But what do you make, Jace, of this appointment? Um, is it something that excites you again going back to this structure? And ultimately, do you see it working? Well, I think that the, the structure is something that we've... The structure, if it works, we've we've talked about, it, and by work we mean that, that certain person at the club disappears from football matters. If you see what I mean, you know, he, he decides the budget and he says to the sporting director, "Right, your budget for the year is eighty million," and then it's up to 
those people to get on with it, not for him to say, oh, but hold on, this player can't earn this and we're not paying more than 50 million for one player. And, and you just let the sporting director get on with it. My worry with the sporting director is he has absolutely no connection to English football. So as well as not understanding maybe the Tottenham Hotspur as a football club, you know, that his knowledge of players and things is based on what they would bring to Serie A and we're in a Premier League. I'd far sooner it be someone... I mean, Ajax get the model right, don't they? They have players that know the Dutch league and know Ajax football. I mean, Ajax do everything right as a football club. Um, and, and I think even Leicester's sporting directors in the past have been people that knew the English game. I think with the, the, the really good Southampton side, when they under Potch, for instance, when they started to bring, you know, your Ricky Lamberts and, and that, that side that Southampton put together, I think Les Reed was their sporting director game, somebody that was working within the English game that understood the English game. And I think that's really important that you get somebody that understands because you look at a player like Tongi and Dombele, there's somebody who's not just not suited. It, it's not that he's, he's a bad player. You've scouted a good player, but does he have the desire? Does he have the intensity for the English football? And my worry with, uh, with, with this guy coming in is he doesn't understand the Premier League. And it's a totally different league. He doesn't understand the intensity when the team third plays the team 17th, 18th. We don't see that intensity in other countries. They're just dismissed fixtures. But here, Brighton can beat Tottenham. You know, we saw West Brom go to Chelsea and win. It's, it's, it's a crazy, the Premier League. And you have to understand the culture of not just of Tottenham Hotspur, but of English football to really get a grip of what type of player do we need. And sometimes the physical capabilities are just as important in English football as the technical capabilities. But perhaps in other leagues... You know, you can look at a player like Foyth, for instance, that's gone to Spain, played really well. Juan Foyth will never make a Premier League footballer for me. And that's that's the differences. And that's my worry with, with this particular person. It's not the role. I think we desperately need that role, but we should get the right person for that role. I mean, Rich, coming over to you, everyone's been clamouring, haven't they, for Daniel to basically have more of a say just on the off-field decisions mm -hmm. and leave the football to footballing people and actually bring someone in that is going to look after that area when it comes to transfers and um, when it comes to maybe negotiations with players and let's like, say trying to rebuild a squad which is obviously something Spurs need to do um, like Jason says there by the fact that Paratici hasn't had any experience in the English league and obviously his time is pretty much let's like, say based in Serie A who again it's funny you speak to people that are closely connected to Juve do you know what? There's a mixture of opinions on him. You know, it's not all positive. You know, there's some people out there that feel um, he has got stuff wrong, like, every, like a lot of obviously different sporting directors out there. But I mean, for you, do you see this working? Bearing in mind Conte's not coming along with him and he is going to have to appoint a manager where the original list, as we know, it contained the likes of Julian Nagelsmann, Brendan Rodgers, Hansi Flick, Eric Ten Hag, Graham Potter, Roberto Martinez. And ultimately now we're ripping up that shortlist we're handing it over to this new sporting director who's going to be leading us again through another managerial scout around, really. I'm going to take a, a polar opposite view to Jason. I don't normally, but if Spurs get this Paratici, um, then they have done very, very well, really well, because I, I really rate him. He's done, I, I know he's only been in Syria, but he, he'll know the Premier League. He knows world footballers. He's he's very, very good. Yes, he's got some wrong. Who doesn't? Alex Ferguson bought Jemba Jemba. I said that on a couple of shows ago. 
people do get wrong. It's it's how many you get right. You get your your, your hit and miss uh, list. And he's he's had some great hits, some absolutely fantastic hits. He will. He's a he's a clever guy. He's done very well in Italian football. And listen, if you can do well there, if you can do well where I am in Spain, you can do well in the Premier League as well. It's a very, very, both those leagues are very intense, very demanding. He will soon, he's not stupid, put it that way. He will know exactly what the Premier League is all about, who's what in world football, whether they'll fit or not. And he won't get everything right, but he's going to get a lot more right than the present incumbent. He's he's very charismatic. Um, I mean, let's not forget, he brokered the deal to get uh, Ronaldo to, to Juve. So he's gone out and he's done he's done that deal. Now, you're not getting the world's best player in most people's uh, book over the line to a, to a club because you're not just buying a footballer, you're buying a world superstar. I mean, absolutely huge superstar. It's off the scale with Ronaldo. So you've got to go and negotiate everything. Him, the brand, and everything that comes with him, the entourage and the management team, da, da, da. he done all that. You can't do that if if you if you're too bobby, you you just can't. So he's got something about it. He, he's he's not going to get caught in an Amazon documentary going, oh, I don't like transfer windows, me. You know, he's he's a good looking guy. He's charismatic. He'll go overseas and he won't be ordering a lasagna and chips like Itching probably would with a knotted anky on his head. Going, oh, bloody hot here, isn't it? Oh, I don't know how you people cope in this heat. Like, he's that type of guy. You can send him to go and woo players to come to to, to come to your club. Whether he gets back with the money or not, that now you start to go back. All, all roads leading back to Rome, isn't it? Because, he, you know, he likes to spend a few quid, but who, who doesn't? But he is very good at seeing players, um, you know, but with some with some value. Pogba, um, I mean, if if Harry Kane goes in the summer, don't be surprised if he goes to try and woo Icardi to come to Spurs as a replacement. So I actually, I actually really, really like him. So I, I think he'll be a real asset to us. I mean, Ant, coming over to you, he's known for being a supreme talent spotter and an expert in getting difficult deals done. And Richard referenced there, obviously, the Cristiano Ronaldo deal. You probably yeah. argue, like I say, <clears throat> can't get a harder deal done than that. And no. I think what will be interesting to see, Ant, again, is that relationship between Daniel Levy and Paratici, because um, as I've reeled off that list before, you know, I'll say it again, oh. Pleat, Arneson, Camoli, Baldini, Mitchell, Hitchin. Um what gives you the confidence, Ant, for you, if, if there is any confidence? That I've got no confidence. No. I, I want it to work. Of course I do. Yeah. But I can't see it happening. I can't see it working. I really don't. And, and would, I, would Daniel I want would, to be proven wrong. You, you've Sorry, mentioned the fact about micromanagement before, Ant, with, with Daniel. Can and will, I suppose the million-dollar questions that we don't know the answer to at the moment, will Daniel just allow him to do the job? This is the question. Listen, he hasn't stepped through that hotspur way yet. It's not even nine o'clock on a Monday morning and we're already thinking if he ain't going to work. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I just can't see it working. I really can't. Not all these managers, sporting directors, ex-coaches, ex-this, are all wrong. 
I think the it's point one... is, though, and if you do allow him to do his job, <coughs> Listen, if he, he does can it, do the job. At... He, is, he absolutely can do, right. do the job. But but what I'm saying is he hasn't turned up at Tottenham yet, Rich. And and I, for one, want to be proven wrong. But of do you reckon, would he not have had any assurances? You know, Because he must have gone in there and said, look, you've tried this. Yeah, but they've all had their, their reassurances, Rick. We we all know that. They've all had assurances. Yeah, yeah. don't worry, we're going to do this. And mm. yeah, we really want you know this. And we're going to do that. And we. But even by the fact that Conte, you know, is the, he's so close to him. And he hasn't come to Tottenham. And he's still, as things stand, is going to prepare to take this job. Why? I'm questioning why is he still coming to Tottenham unless it's a maybe he wants maybe he wants to you know put Tottenham down as a as um, you know a job on his CV. Uh, I, I, I listen, nothing would please me more than mm. a for him to work and me to be proven wrong. I really hope so. I really hope I'm sitting here with you boys at the beginning of this season going, oh my god, he he brought that player in and he sold that one. Of course I do, but I, I don't feel no confident at the moment. Rick, this imagine is what this club team. does to you. The director of football or the manager that actually succeeds at Spurs oh, with this present board. Be amazing. I mean, you, uh, mm. genius, you'd walk into any job in the world, wouldn't you? 100%. Real Madrid, Barcelona. Can you imagine that? Rich. Actually succeeding under Enoch. It'd be like, wow, if he can do that there, oh, my life. Rich, do you feel confident? Seriously? No. Hand on heart, yeah. No. I, I, I don't, but but we, you know, we're obviously talking around him and his his credentials, and I I think they're they're superb. But mm. again, the glass ceiling, the glass ceiling for a manager, for a director of football, exactly. For anybody that needs to get a pound note out of their pocket, there's a there's a glass ceiling to it. You know, it's just can he can he be can he be smarter and shrewder than Hitchin, given you know, the, the money, because as, as John Wenham said before, we have spent money. We do spend yeah. money. We just, we just like, we just on the wrong players, the wall, don't we? I, I don't want to swear. We just throw it up the wall. But, so yeah, it's but, just yeah. smarter with that money. But you know, the, the, the key, okay. Partly, I suppose, going back in history, when, when we look at, when we sold Bell and Baldini had a terrific reputation, you know, everyone say, oh, look, Harry brought Eric Lamella to Roma. He was very popular as well. A, you know, a man in very, very targeted. Exactly. And targeted. that's what I mean. He he brought seven players to the club. And if you looked at the those individual players, not not with the benefit of hindsight, you know, uh, I mean, Kirikes was captain of Romania, I think, today against England. You know, they, they were all, Bobby Soldado, we all thought was going to be a, was, a, was an excellent choice as a striker for it. At the time, nobody argued against Soldado coming in whatsoever. It was a, was a terrific signing for us. All the men But he, he spent... But and, and Paulinho had just... I mean, you know, people knock him. Paulinho had just won the player of the... What's that tournament they have out there in Copa the summer? Copa del America. The Copa, it? Copa, 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 whatever it is. Yeah. The Super... Or whatever it was. And he, he'd been up against Perlo. And he'd been isn't up it? against Copa Iniesta, Copa, whatever yeah. it is. And he'd, he'd been up against Perlo and he'd been up against Iniesta and Xabi and the Spains and Italy. And he, he'd pretty much won the player of the tournament and looked a terrific player. And I think Tim Vickery, who's, who's an absolute expert on South American football, was convinced he'd work out. But what I mean is we brought in seven players, all new to the Premier League, that all looked really good players on paper. But for whatever reason, the Premier League, the Premier League was never going to suit Paulinho, was it? You saw him a few weeks later and thought... It's not the it's not the Premier League. It's not, and you know the bloke's gone and played for Barcelona since. Yeah. So you can't be a bad player. No. But when you looked at those, 
And you think, we're still stuck with Eric Lamella, who's still yet to prove himself. And Christian Eriksen, and to a degree, I think Nasser Chadley is the only one that really worked out. Chadley was a decent buy for seven million at the time. But what I mean is, there you go. He brought seven players in without thinking of the impact that that would have as all foreign players, none of them with Premier League experience. And the first job this man might well have, as you say, is 100 million from Harry Kane's money. And we might well do the same mistake again. That's what concerns me. I've got to ask you, Jase, also, just in this, Steve Hitchin, who was originally the man tasked with finding the new manager, that's now been passed over to Paratici when he does eventually sign that contract, whenever that may be, if he does. And if you're Steve Hitchin now, what are you thinking? Because it feels like he's almost been demoted or he's going to be, like I say, given a sidestep now somewhere in the club. Now, apparently... According to Alistair Gold, a friend of the show, he's many been left unhappy with what's happened to Hitchin, who's a popular figure within the club. No matter what you think about him in terms, obviously, of that Amazon documentary clip about him saying that he hates transfers. If you're Steve Hitchin, how do you feel right now? Because it's all been done again. You'd argue if you go back to the kind of Ramos, Martin, Yol thing, it's all been done very sneakily to some degree. Um, what do you think of that from a Steve Hitchin perspective? Does he have a future at the club? Well, yeah. <laughs> you'd have to, uh, presumably he'll go back to just the role of a chief scout or something. And, you know, nobody wants to be moved downstairs, do you? If you've you've been tasked with a job and then it's taken away from you, it's because the, the people upstairs have decided you're not good enough for it. So where's your future going? I mean, compare that to any industry. Compare that, you know, if if Rick if, uh, Ant suddenly got replaced by Ronan Keating or whatever, he wouldn't be very happy, would he? And say, sorry, and you got to, you got to play the drums instead. Ronan and Keating singing for Blue now. I mean, what's 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 Ant going to do? So and it's the same drummer, principle. You. One. you know, I mean, you got replaced by Crackers, and now you've demoted Crackers. So I don't know why <laughs> Crackers is still sitting here. Crackers is still sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> crackers, what are you doing, mate? But you know what I mean. I mean, if you've been given a, a profile to do a job and then it's taken away from you, then. Um, it doesn't say much for you, does it? And there's only one way to go. But as we know in football, it's probably a case of pay me off rather than walk away because nobody walks away from the millions involved in football these days. I mean, coming over to you, Rich, just got your thoughts on that about Hitchin because, um, I mean, I know many have, have mocked him for that Amazon documentary, that, that snippet, and I know many said it's been taken out of context. I mean, listen, it doesn't feel great for the guy that is running the transfers to say, I absolutely hate the transfer window. Um, again, many will argue it's the way it was referenced that it was taken out of context. But for you, mm. does Steve Hitchin have a future at the football club? I, I very much doubt it. It's like, where does he where does he go? It's a demotion. So he'll probably look to go else, elsewhere, I should think. And uh, and thanks very much. See, see you later, really. I mean, like, the players he's brought in, who's, who's really worked, to be honest. Like, like I said before, directors of football, chief scouts, they don't get all of them right. But... You know, you've got to be looking for an 80-20 split or something. But he's 80-20 the, the other way. He's just not seeing like the, the value in, in players in coming in. So uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't know where he's where he's going to head off to within the club. He'll probably just head off to to, to somewhere else and, uh, and and away you go. It's uh, I don't know. I mean, like all this stuff. He's ever so popular around the club and that. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes you feel like maybe journalists that are friends of the club get fed a little bit of something. And, uh, you know, there's 
there, there's, there's wars of truth goes on in the media, isn't there? Stuff gets fed out from from all sides in in these things, and uh, you know, to, to to hear that there's a lot of staff upset at the club because of the way he's been treated. I don't know, Rick. Mate, you know, it just sounds like it's a little bit of something that's been peddled out there. But um, you know, I, I, I'm certainly not going to miss him. The next man really can't do do any worse, to be honest. So uh, yeah, where he ends up, who knows? Perhaps he might be filling up those beers from the bottom at the Lady Gaga concerts in one of the concessions. I don't know. I tell you what, well, it's one that might will roll. Listen, we'll wait to see. Like I say if Spurs do get Fabio Paratici over the line, we're going to go for our final break of the show. When we return, we'll be discussing who, 49 days in, is going to be Tottenham Hotspur's next manager. Are we going to make an appointment in this coming week? Do not go anywhere. We're back after our final break of the show. This is your public service announcement that you've all been waiting for. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SPURS at manscaped.com. The lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off, which needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customise your trim all over through additional guard lengths sizes 1 to 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-toned matte and gloss finish even with a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. Show that mower off loud and proud. The optimised lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof, so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SPURS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hello and welcome back to the third and the final part of the last word on Spurs. Like I say, we've said it's therapy. Um, we'll let you be the judge of that, the way it's been going at the moment. Like I say, we're 49 days in, still searching for a new manager. Where are we turning next? Where are we going? I mean, listen, we're at a point now where, you know, the shortlist is going to be rewritten, as far as we understand. Let's come round to you, Ant. Um, where are we going next, Ant? Please tell me, where are Tottenham going next? Are we going to be revisiting Eric Ten Hag? Are we going to try again for Maurizio Pochettino? Do we look at Graham Potter? Do we look at Eddie Howe? Dear God, what am I saying? Roberto Martinez. What, what's going on, Ant? Where are we going what, to be going from here? I think, unfortunately, the Potts door has been closed, I think, because he's made a signing today. Uh, Gini Wanyaldum, he's actually phoning personally as well. He's obviously come out. So I don't think he's obviously going anywhere. But who's to say he won't come back in a couple of years' time? would be great. Where do we go from here, Rick? I think you're going to have to revisit the youngest managers. Uh, Eric Ten Hag is, is probably up there as well. I don't know how old he is, but he, he looks young to me. Um, that's the best out of, a, out of a bunch that you've just named there, Rick. I, but my fear is if we don't get anyone before the Euros... It will be a manager from the Euros. That's my only fear. I don't know what it is. I've just got this weird, weird feeling. Can we wait that, that long, that, man? Can we? Can we wait that long? Of course we can't. But we're talking a minute. We've waited forty-nine days. It's, it's but, a I joke. Mean, like we've said, you know, pre-season. It's coming very soon. The transfer window is coming in three days' time. I mean, where, where are we planning our targets? 
Where, Paratici's doing you that. You tell thing. me, Rick. You tell me, fella. I think if we need to get someone in this week, but by by yeah. Thursday, Friday, latest. Absolute latest now. Well, we said last week was a deadline, but, you know. Yeah, well, it's Tottenham, isn't it, Rick Star? Mm. Uh, what can we do, fella? It, yeah. it, it's got to grin and bear it. And unfortunately, this club is still doing my head in two weeks after the season's ended. And, and I, just want it, I just want it done. I want the new manager in. I want this uh, director of football starting looking at targets, moving some players on, and we hopefully start this painful rebuild. We have got a question here coming over to you, Rich. This is from Captain Havoc, who says, when do you think the latest date or time will be for the club to announce the new manager after all the speculation? You know, surely it's got to be. It's got to be this week. You know, would you say the deadline has to be the end of this week? Bear in mind, at that point, we'd be in the middle of a transfer window. We'd be, what, nine weeks away, even less before our first game. You know, pre-season less than three weeks away. How much longer can we really see give this, Rich? Well, Rick, nothing really surprises me with this, this current board. And I, I honestly would not bet against seeing Ryan Mason in the dugout first game of the next season. I'm not even joking. I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if they just like mess up every negotiation that they go into and can't quite get it over the line and can't quite come to an agreement with managers. And, and Ryan Mason's still there, just still still caretaking. So you could see that. You want to see mean that. I, I, I do genuinely mean that because it's already been 49 days. They've already let the end of a season go when we still had a chance of getting something out of the season. You know, it was, it was four, five games left and a cup final. So, you know, they 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 let that go. We we could have we could have made uh Europa League. Uh Maybe won a final, but it just, it just, they just let it go under under a caretaker manager. Mm. So, to have the start of another season under the same uh, caretaker manager, a, a little team having a go, it wouldn't shock me. I would not be nothing, absolutely nothing. Now would shock me with 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 this lot with Enoch. If we run out uh, as as the London soccer chickens next season in a red kit. And like with the Star Spangled Banners and, and this that, and everything else, that wouldn't shock me. That would not shock me where where they would go, uh, it, 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 like with their not. The, the at way, least for the, the London soccer the chickens, club. we wouldn't still have this, you know, this trophy drought hanging over us. <laughs> <laughs> Just like honestly, Rick, nothing would shock me. You would mm. sense, like you know, it, 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 you would say that by the end of this week. But really. Like, it's it's unacceptable where it is now. We have to make it clear. Exactly. They've already thrown the baby out with a bathwater. Just letting Mourinho go with no plans. So mm. yeah. they've done that. So this, it's no, it's no worse. It's, it can't be any worse. Even mm. starting the season without a manager. Yeah. I mean, Jace, just to kind of bring people up to, to, to update of where we're at, you know, we tried for Pochettino as we understand it. You know, I think the point is Spurs wanted him to go public in terms of him wanting to push for that resignation with PSG, which you got to understand, Pochettino is a legend at Paris Saint-Germain. He was never going to go public, I don't think, and say, I want to leave Paris Saint-Germain. That was never going to happen. I mean, obviously, that relationship with Leonardo to some degree is strained. How strained? I mean, like, you know, Anthony says there, uh, they've just, like I say, made that signing of Gini Wijnaldum. They've snatched him from under the noses of Barcelona. So, therefore, on that basis, Jace, um, by the fact that we've already, we understand, had some kind of contact with Eric Ten Hag, and um, we've discussed, Again, had apparently intermediary talks with Graham Potter. You know, 
whoever Spurs are approaching, if it is the same list of, of, of targets that Paratici's drawn up, and we've spoken to quite a lot of these managers already, again, it's quite embarrassing where you know you're not the first, you know, you're the first choice. Um, where are we going from here, Jace? Will we be revisiting those same targets, or do you think it'll be someone completely new that hasn't entered the frame yet that Spurs do end up going for? That's the embarrassment with all those people linked that they all know that they're fourth, fifth choices or something like that, aren't they? And uh, who wants to take the job then when 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 you know you're nowhere near the first choice? Uh, in respect to Pochettino, if if they wanted Pochettino, why, why do they want Pochettino to come out? Just if that's the person you want, go and get him. And you don't you don't play political games and say, well, you, you need to resign. Just go and get the man. If, if PSG say it's going to cost you 20 million, you pay the 20 million. It's simple. Simple. That's what a big club is supposed to be. But I mean, you know, the one thing that, that baffles me is how bad must Leonardo be that he's, he's driven Poch to, to, to the edge in six months, so much so that he wants to go back and work with Levy, who he worked with for seven years. That's crazy, I mean, isn't it? Jesus, That's a great point. Jesus Christ, how bad must Leonardo be to work with? But I'm convinced, I'm convinced we'll end up with Gareth Southgate. I'm convinced we will. That's, what, what, that's makes what, think, think, what makes you think that? What makes you think that? Because so many have turned us down, so many don't want it. And I think Gareth will want a way out. And he's one that we haven't apparently talked to. So, you know, it, it, Daniel can, can make it look well. We were just waiting for the Euros to finish and he was always our number one target. Do, do you, generally blah, 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 blah. Gareth, you generally believe Gareth Southgate? You do generally believe that? Rick, I don't want Gareth Southgate. No, but I, I know, genuinely I believe. I you genuinely think... believe we will yeah. end up with Gareth Southgate. Well, I mean, like I say that <laughs> if you can see the faces, Isaiah, I'm looking at right now, the level of dissatisfaction. Well, to be fair, listen, we've been dissatisfied for the last 18, 24 months. So what's the difference? Like I say, we're all feeling so low. I just wonder. And you, and you can, can you imagine? Can't he walks into Hotspur away on day one and he looks at Delhi, Eric Dyer, and Winks, who he's just dropped, kicked out of the Euro squad, and says, Come on, boys, I need to count on you. I oh, mean, my God. And also, and also, is it 34 year old Benici's holding up the shirt at the first signing of the year? Uh, my God, what, what are we going? What are we ending but up with? Rick, here? at least it's somebody with a, and a direction. At least it's somebody with their hand at the wheel. And we might not like him, but like at least it is some sort of like direction, some sort of plan, some some sort of something. Because at the moment, it's a whole lot of nothing. It's just it's chaos. It's bedlam. It's you know, there's just nobody there at the moment. So like. How bad is that? But it's just like at least get a body in now. Uh, do you know what I'd do? I'd go and, and get. And actually, I'd go he... and get David Moyes. That's who I'd go and get. I'd go and get David Moyes. He's managed Everton. He had a poison chalice of Man United after taking after over Fer after Fergie. Nobody can do that. He's managed abroad. He's working at West Ham. He's getting a tune out of st uh, substandard players. They've had a, they've had a great season. They played some good football. And he's working under a board of Barra boys and wide boys, like like the, the, the same the same as Spurs. Are, so, are you sure like, which is not the forty nine days that are rubbing off on you here? Oh uh, well, I don't know. He just seems he just seems he just seems mm. a good fit for now for for a couple of years and come in and and just try and do and do something. So I mean, you know, this is how desperate it is. Mm. Like, 
But he'd be a safe pair of hands. He knows the Premier League. So, like, you know, if you're going to do something for a couple of years while you try and draw something else up, give David Moyes a go. <laughs> because at the moment, it's nobody. I'll tell you what, it's, uh, like I say, testing, testing times. Listen, we're going to end the show with some listener questions that we've got here. Um, Tom Smith says, with the Conte debacle and the random Paratici appointment that it's coming, um, how does Levy get the fans back on board? It's as low as it's ever been, and I feel like I'm now saying that every other week. Let's come to you, Jason, on that. How does Daniel Levy get the fans back on board, if that's even possible? I don't think he does, Rick. Not being funny, I don't think he does. I don't even think that the appointment of Pochettino gets everyone back on board. I think, you know, he's he's burnt the bridges. I think we're all sick to death of it now. We, we can see the direction he wants to go in. Uh, lots of people have been telling us that for years, and we've We've, we've bought into projects and things like that. But um, I, d- I don't think, on, honestly, the only way he gets fans back on board is if he walks away from the football club or steps back. And the sad thing is, I don't think any of us can see that happening. So it is what it is, unfortunately. And I've got another listener question. This is, for, this is going to go over to you, Rich. This is from Dustin at Debo 1980s. The past 18 months have seen one misstep followed by another. What do you feel is the most important decision, Daniel Levy, and the ball can make to get the club back on track, and can they? Uh, put the for sale sign up. That's the that that that's the best decision that they could make now. Is just to, is just to put uh, put it up, sell it at a price where somebody's going to come in uh, and have a go at it, and uh, just try and give us some sort of direction uh, of of where we go. I mean, I can't ever forgive Daniel. And Enoch, they try to take my club away from me with this European Soccer League, which just like seems to have been kicked into the long grass. Any sort of punishment with that, um, you, you know, there's barely an apology come out from them over it. They got caught. I mean, it's just it was just completely unforgivable. That episode alone, that that was it for me. There, there's absolutely nothing. He could do. He could, turn, he could turn up at Hotspur Way tomorrow morning with Pochettino, Messi, uh, you know, and Ronaldo. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm done with him and I'm done with them. It, it's it's going to be very hard for them to win back any form of trust from supporters. And, mm. You know, it really, really is. And that kind of that follows on to the next question here, Anne. This is from Megan Harrison. Great question, this. Coming over to you, Anne. If Daniel Levy was listening now, how would you plead our case? And if you were Levy, what would your next move be? My next move would be to employ the the first manager that was on your list to go all out to go and get him, to back this manager, whoever's coming in, to sell the players that need to be sold and to take the domestic cups and European cups as serious as we can. Seriously. Because we are... We are starved of, of the trophies, as we always say. We always make a bit of a joke of it, but there's nothing better than going to Wembley and watching your team play and winning. I, Wembley, the, the final against Chelsea, will be one of the best games that I've ever been to and watching Nedley King lift that cup. Yes, obviously, the, the Champions League was, was, was great to get there, but for me personally, as I'm talking to you boys now, that was the best feeling as as a supporter of this of this club, and we need to start acting like a club that that means business and not haggling and mucking about all the time. So if, you know, Mister Levy, if you're listening, do the decent thing, either step away, 
from this club or do what you think's best and hire the people that need to be hired to make this club great again. The sad thing is, Rick, when the fixture list comes out, I'll be looking for who we've got on the last day of the season and can't wait for it. And that's before the season's even started. I'm looking forward to the end of it. That's, that's the enjoyment of it. I bet we'll have Everton um, first game. <laughs> you know, it's a sad thing, isn't it? It's, um, you know, we should be excited. Even in the past, you, you're kind of excited. To it's, just, it's just such a flat feeling. If we can't even sort a manager out, we don't know. Who, like I say, we don't know who's leaving, who's coming. I just... I just, I just want to feel like a normal football supporter and please do something in the, rather than absolutely dreading it and already looking for it to end. That's, that's as simple as that. I, you know, we, yes, we all want trophies and things. I just want to enjoy next season as much yeah. as I can. But there's just nothing new to look forward to at the moment. So, and when we know that everything old has failed and we're not producing anything new at the moment, then where are we going? I agree. Listen, let's come around to you, Rich, very quick on that. Carl Quadrelli, that question again. What are the club's expectation and goals for the upcoming season? Can you even can well, you even say that about knowing who the manager is? Is that very difficult to say, to give an answer to that? It is, it is very, very difficult. I think we've got to a point now where whoever comes in, we have to try and get behind them. I hope that they, they, they play some football that we enjoy and entertain. Like Jason said, I just want to feel again. I actually want to feel and some emotion and just give some sense of pride back to start with. I think we maybe just have to, you know, keep, not expect too much. New man's going to come in, look at what, who he's got, bed in some new players, try and get rid of some of those that have been letting managers down before. Because that is something, Rick, by the way, we don't really speak about a lot on this show. There's... There's some players there that really, really need, like, you know, oi, you, like, you know, you're part of this problem as well. So, like, there's there's a few there. We, there is a lot of things. We don't know whether we're going to be going into the season with or without Kane. So, it's very, very difficult. But, you know, as low as we are now, let's just hope that we've got somebody there, somebody we can buy into and just enjoy football, like Jason said. Just Amen. believe yep. and start feeling. Amen. And over to you, Same finishing the show on that question. What for you now would kind of be the target for next season? Uh, like I say, haven't got a manager at the moment, but bringing that manager in, what would be the expectation for you as a minimum? Just Yeah, I just want to enjoy my football again, mate. I'm, I'm going to be going to a lot of games next season. I've got a ticket. Um, because... I, I, I want to go. I want. I want. I want that Saturday afternoon feeling, or Sunday afternoon feeling, or whatever day we're playing. I want to be going. I want to enjoy it. I want to have a laugh and uh, and just just love my football club again. Do you know what I mean? And and just feel that we're going somewhere. We're going in a direction. We're not going to go a season unbeaten or things like that. But we're going to lose stupid games. And I, and I can't wait to come on the pod and have a bit of a moan up about that. Do you know what I mean? And someone scoring on their debut against Spurs. It's going to happen. Or, or losing 3-0 against Brentford. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, the first time in the, in the Premier League. But uh, jokes aside, I want to do that. And I want to go to a few more away games next season as well. So I think we've been deprived of that, as as we all know. But whoever the manager is, just please do what's best for this club. I've got a thousand pound in Ryanair vouchers sitting in my I'm looking forward to Azerbaijan Rovers away in this conference league. That's what I'm looking forward to. And, and litres of beer at a tuppence ago. You know, we're pointing Potch and he made that 
interview all those years ago. He didn't promise trophies. He didn't promise title races. He didn't promise top four. He just said, I want you all to be proud of your football club. And, and he delivered. He, whatever people talk about, and, and oh, he didn't win a trophy, he failed. No, he didn't. There was no expectation to win a league or a Champions League when he walked in that club. There wasn't. And he made us proud of that football club. The fact that he put us to a level that we, we weren't incapable. We, we never even dreamed we'd get to under him. So he didn't fail in that respect. But he made us proud. We could go to work with the old cockerel on a Monday, more, more often than not, and take the mickey out of other supporters. <laughs> yeah. More often That's than true. not, take the mickey out of other. We could take the mickey out of that lot down the road because suddenly St. Tottenham's Day wasn't happening. And we could, we could go into work after a day of beating Real Madrid 3-1 at Wembley thinking, OK, we haven't won the Champions League, but my God, there is not a prouder supporter in this country than us on the back of beating Real Madrid 3-1 at Wembley. And they're the special moments that he gave us. And that's what we need to have again. And um, like I say, that, that's what we're desperately for. And that's what we crave. Amen. Listen, I think that's the right way to close the show. Let me give my thanks to the wonderful Annie Costa. Been an absolute pleasure having you out. Thank you so oh, much. It's great, boys. Lovely to see you, boys. Honestly, oh, you I, can't wait to me- I can't wait to see you. Oh, you too. The wonderful Richard Cracknell. Rich, thank you as always. It's been difficult. I said I'd leave you alone, but you're still coming back. Bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Gracias, chicos. Oh, bless you. And the wonderful Jason McGovern. Jace, thank you as always. I know it's always tricky talking to Tottenham, but my God, you do it well. Thank you so much as always. The game's about glory. To dare is to do. <laughs> oh, my God. God, how long will we be daring for? Guys, listen, most importantly, out of all the mess of Tottenham, most importantly, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.